if you're thinking about it, you should just try it because like you said, you probably can. And a lot of the time you're sort of in a situation and you do have to ask yourself like, okay, what's the absolute worst case scenario here? And the worst case scenario, and this is what I was saying earlier about the barrier to entry of running. The worst case scenario with running is that you have to stop the running and walk for a little bit. And if you have to walk for a little bit and and worst case scenario is your legs aren't working very well, you can just sit on the ground and that's absolutely fine. And I, I did it recently, I was in Australia, I was out running, I was having a big day in, in, in on the trails and you know, it was hard, it was hot and I was, I was not in good shape. And I got to the top of this hill and I just sat down, you know, and I was like, you know, this is, this is real. This is the worst case scenario. My legs are, are smoked and I'm just going to sit down. And, you know, I think a lot of the time we keep telling ourselves that we can't do something and we build up these stories. If you look at a lot of the things that you're thinking, if you're thinking to, you know, start a business, if you're thinking to do this, if you're thinking to do that or the other or go for a run. The worst case scenario is actually not as bad as you think it is or you start to tell yourself it is. The worst case scenario is pretty cool. That's ultra endurance athlete Marcus Smith. And I'm Brian Falchuk. The Do A Day Podcast. Will you hear from the most inspiring people who have been through hard times, overcome them, and have turned around to help others with what they've learned? I'm your host, Brian Falchuk. I know because I've lived it myself. I've written about it in my book, Do A Day, and that's why I'm bringing you this show. Remember, today's a new day. Go out and do it. Hey, day doers. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Do A Day podcast. I have, as usual, but not usual, an amazing person on today. I say not usual because I feel like None of my guests are usual or should be usual. They should all be interesting and different because they are. This one is a really energized, cool, and inspiring person who I got connected to a while back. His name is Marcus Smith. Marcus is an ultra-endurance fiend. He's a source of inspiration for literally at least tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people. He is uh, a guy who's based in Dubai, who does a lot of different ultra endurance events throughout the world for a purpose. Part of it, part of that purpose is pushing himself and speaking to what he cares about and is interested in because he does enjoy it. But the other part of it is for promoting a healthier lifestyle and trying to inspire youth to make healthier choices. So he had me on his show, um, God, it was about a year ago, a little over that, uh, that we recorded and he was, maybe like two thirds of the way through this uh, challenge of doing what he called the 30, 30 is 30 marathons in 30 days. So it was a month of marathons every day in Dubai. And uh, it was in coordination with the government there for the sake of promoting childhood, well, not promoting childhood obesity, but promoting efforts uh, to prevent childhood obesity, get kids more active. So the kids would actually join in in some of the runs you know he'd run through their schoolyards and they'd all come and run with him on the track or something um and it culminated in this moment where uh the burj khalifa the tallest building in the world they uh projected uh, an image a video of him running on the whole building it was wild 
uh, really, really cool. So he did this every day, got a lot of attention in Dubai and, uh, you know, obviously some attention outside as well, but it did have this effect of driving an awareness in the youth of being more active and that you can do things. And so that is the theme we get into in the show that you might as well try. It's a lesson his father gave him. You know, if you don't like something or you're scared to do something, you're not interested in it, but it might be good for you. Just try it. Worst case scenario, you don't do it again. Worst case scenario, you stop. You know, and that's how he talks about running is like, if you say you can't run a mile or you can only run 10 feet, well then run 10 feet and see what happens. And maybe tomorrow you run 11 feet or 12 or whatever, but you have nothing to lose by trying. And if you don't like it, then you've discovered something and you move on. Uh, really inspiring guy, amazing energy. He's had incredible experiences and he's really open and honest about the highs and the lows. Um, you can look at him and be like, well, he's only had highs, but you know, he talks about some particular run he's on where like he was beat, his legs were toast, he was exhausted and he had to sit down, not just walk, but he had to just stop and sit down. Uh, now you may be like, oh, that's not that bad. But the point is you look at someone, you judge them, you think they have it perfect, and perfect is kind of a ridiculous phrase. No one has it perfect. We all have experiences. We all have points of growth, including Marcus. They make us stronger. They get to our brain and build our character. If you just try, it all comes full circle. So let's get into this, this uh, episode with Sky Marcus Smith, who's an awesome human being, super inspiring person, and I'm thankful to know him. I'm thankful to have gotten to be a guest on his show, Inner Fight, and I'm even more thankful to stay connected with him so I can bring him to you guys. So let's check this out with Marcus. Marcus Smith, thank you so much for joining me. Brian, I'm excited. Thanks a lot for having me on the show. Yeah, it's um, it, it hit me how long it's been, and then you put it in perspective because you, you were doing a marathon every day to promote, well, not promote childhood obesity, kind of the opposite of that, to help fight it, yeah. promote childhood activity. Yeah. This whole movement you had in Dubai, um, that was a long time ago now. That's when we recorded maybe and on your show in our fight. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Yeah, we just uh, that's it's almost a year ago since I since I did that. We started, I think it was on October the twenty sixth, and that was the start of that was day one of running one marathon a day for for thirty days. And like you said, just trying to create some awareness within within the community here. And we finished in. 15 different schools and had over 400 people running with me 40 of them managed to finish a marathon and of those 40 i think 22 did their very first marathon with me so it was a wild time but it's a year what it's amazing time passes it's awesome i i have a struggle myself between which is my favorite image because you were posting quite a bit of it between yourself and inner fight and it's either the giant projection of you on the burj khalifa or, or it's like all, all these scenes you had where you're coming in the finish and it's all these kids with you. And it's yeah, like, they're both, I mean, they're both powerful in different ways. Yeah, you're absolutely right, mate. I, I, I sort of, because it's interesting, isn't it? You know, and, and this might sound quite deep. We're only like 90 seconds into the show, yeah, but in right. 10 years, what we're going to have left is a few photos and because our hard drives are going to be and our clouds, right, in my opinion, anyway, are going to be so full that we're going to have to like just scale down the pictures. So we're going to have one or two pictures and we're going to have these visual memories in our mind. And I always look back at the 3030 and 
I've got, I think I'm down to four or five pitches, mate. Um, two of them are what you've said. Oh, One of them right. is, is, is literally is is literally like if I could if I could only keep five of the pictures, one of them would be one of the school days yeah. where I just had a load of kids. Like I think the biggest crowd we had at school was two thousand kids running with me, yeah. um, which was amazing. And then another one would definitely be. I mean, it was surreal, mate. You run, your image gets projected on the world's tallest building, yeah. and I, I I I'm not very materialistic at all. But that's just something that I thought was quite cool. And then the other ones, which are which are more important to me, like in a personal way, because there are a lot of my why. Are, 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 the first one is actually when, not in an order, but when I was crossing the finish line, they managed to get a picture of me jumping in the air. Yeah, and triumphant. It's like, it was pretty, yeah. yeah, triumphant. And then there's a couple of pictures at the end of 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 my family, and that's you know that's a massive massive yeah. motivator for me so yeah. yeah it's gonna be interesting as time goes on um what what images actually get kept from that but what a wild time yeah and i mean what's really left is it's a bunch of like 20 somethings who are healthy right which is the whole point yeah. right all those kids 10 years from now yeah they're going to be adults who are now raising kids and teaching them the yeah. lessons of health and wellness and just living a different lifestyle than the trap that a lot of kids find themselves in yeah, and, 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 and I, I hope that because that was a massive motivation, as you said at the start there, Brian, it was, it was a massive motivation for me to sort of make this impact on kids. And I, I still get it now. Like I'll go out, Dubai's quite a small place. We're about 5 million people, uh, but I'll go to schools or I'll be in communities and, you know, people, kids will go, you're the marathon man. And it's like, wow, you know, actually yeah. what, what they did, I don't know what, it, what massive impact it made, but I'm like, at least you've remembered something, you know, yeah. and, and hopefully like you said in, in, in the years to come, they will be a lot more active. So yeah, that was the, that was the objective. Oh, that's awesome. All right. We got to rewind back though. Well, before we do that, the, the high level, other than these, I mean, you do these crazy endurance challenge, crazy in a good way. But you're constantly <laughs> doing something that just stretches beyond what normal people would ever contemplate. And you do them quite regularly. Mm. And then you've got inner mm. fight and you've got this. I mean, you're, you're changing. You're changing a lot, helping people change their lives from a fitness standpoint. What is yeah. what's going on with you today? I mean, yeah, that's it. Just to dig a little bit into the, into the motivation behind the th whole thing. I, I believe that I have a unique opportunity. I think we actually all do to help those around us, to serve those around us and help them to get better at life. And that's really my brand sort of vision. It's my vision as well um, for my inner fight brand for the fitness business. And, you know, that fitness business has served thousands of people over the last, we've been going for 11 years and we just continue to try and help people to really make lasting change in their life without that sounding too cheesy you know we, we we're not huge we're not a big mainstream globo type gym we're a community-based gym we have a, a, a few members i started it very small with just two or three clients and you know i was in the corporate world for a long time and that sat great gave me great satisfaction on a number of levels but i knew that i wouldn't stay there forever and i just figured out that there was a couple of things that I was doing that maybe could motivate people, could unlock certain blockages that people had. And, you know, it's, it's kind of addictive, both the challenges that I do and trying to help people because 
the human body to me is like a, it's a crazy jigsaw and no one really knows what it is. Like, you know, you, you break your iPhone or something goes wrong with your iPhone and you take it to an engineer or the software on the internet goes and a, a, an active, a, a programmer, a data programmer, you know, they can fix it. Whereas a human body, it's so much more interesting than that. And, and we, it's, it, you know, it's not a pun, but there's so many moving parts and, that's really what fascinates me. And I honestly, Brian, I think we're, we're at this like tip of the iceberg of what we can achieve. Yeah. And, you know, this, this year, I believe it. And I've been saying it all year. So better damn well happen. <laughs> this year, Kipchoge is going to run two. a sub two hour yeah. marathon. He, 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 I'm just convinced he's yeah. going to do it. And it's going to be a repeat of, Roger Bannister breaking the four-minute mile. And then everyone's going to break through. Wild. Yeah. Everyone's going to break yeah. through. And when you see that, when you just take that, and this is not about Kipchoge. He's a freak, whatever. He's you a can call beautiful him whatever. He's human just, being, yeah. Just yeah, amazing exactly. person. Just incredible. Yeah. But you think everyone could be Kipchoge. Like someone somewhere in the world is going to go, let's put it in, 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 in your numbers. Someone's going to go from... 350 pounds down to 180 pounds. Yeah. And they're going to create this incredible impact on those people around them. Kipchoge's just got a bigger reach, you know, and that's, that's what I'm excited about, mate. And that's why, that's why we do what we do. You know, that's why I have a fitness company. We also have a food company that helps people to eat better. We follow uh, a pretty strict, although it's not hundred percent strict, a pretty strict paleo eating lifestyle you could call it yeah and which i just find really straightforward mate we started it because it was it was I, it was easy you know it's simple and uh, yeah so that's kind of what we're doing it's um it's fun mate and yeah and and that's the most important thing i i don't want to go down the whole um diet thing but the thing that you just said that really strikes me is when people talk about healthier eating the main pushback is, oh, and then it's too expensive, too much time, too complicated, too this, too that. I'm like, you know what? Actually, when you know, I'm, I'm not paleo, I'm vegan, but the reason why I've stayed yep. that way is because it's so easy. And everything yeah. I said beforehand that kept me from it was, oh, how? And it's too hard and this and that. And it's like, you know what? Set it aside and just try it. And you'd be shocked that yeah. what's hard is all the yeah. pushback. Let go of it and just yeah. try it. You'd be shocked. So I appreciate you yeah. saying that. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think you, you've you brought up a really interesting point because in human nature, we've become – I don't think we're wired this way. I think we've rewired ourselves this way. Like everything is very difficult Like, and there's, there's barriers. We, before we started recording, you know, it's great. We're having a video call here. You know, we, we, we talked about one of the barriers that we might face during this call. That's because we're proactive and we want to avoid it so we want to get a good file. But a lot of people – you know, our Skype's not working today. The uh, let's just forget it. You know, yeah, and we come up. from this quite. We just give up so easily, mate. Yeah, and this yeah. is what's making me crazy at the moment. It's like, okay, you know, the, you can go on Google right now, and anything that you tell me, I can Google it and I can break your argument down, or I can find you evidence. It could be absolutely from yeah, a yeah. terrible study, but I can find you something that'll say, Brian, that's not true. So, but. That And that's what's holding us back. And that's what I'm trying to fight in a way because 
if you say to people, and you have to remember what happened when we were kids, what would our parents say to us? Just try it. Yeah. Just try it. You know, my, I, you'd be kicking. I was the worst, mate. I'd be kicking. I'd be screaming. I don't want to eat carrots. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And my dad would say, just try it. If you don't like it, you never have to have it again. Yeah. And of course, once you try something, you know, so it's, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's crazy where I think, like I said, that we've, we've rewired ourselves in this way that just, we just see roadblocks. And I just, like there is in, in, in what you do and what I do, there's millions of reasons why you're not going to be successful, but there's also one reason that's going to make you successful. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that to yeah, me, yeah, where do you want to focus your attention? Exactly. Yeah, right. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, all right. So we, we got to, before we go down the diet thing any further, um, which did unlock <laughs> it, it was a good, it was a good conversation, but I got to get into like, why the hell do you do what you do? Like your backstory. Um, cause that's yeah. how I first got int- introduced to you. And I'm, I'm blanking on his name yeah. now, but, uh, it was like a, an executive Ian coach. Brown. Yeah. Ian. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. Cause he, he heard about my story and he's like, do you know Marcus? He's he's amazing. And he starts giving me the bits and pieces. I was like, this is the most incredible story I've ever heard. Um, yeah, so break, break it down for us. Cause you, you weren't born doing ultra marathons. It didn't start. No, that way. I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't, but I was born into a family that were very, or fast became very active. Listen, we moved to Dubai in 1983 when I was four years old. With my family, my dad got a job here. It was in the middle of nowhere, uh, in the middle yeah, of the Dubai desert. Dubai was not and... what Dubai think of today. It was very pre. <laughs> no, all absolutely of that. not. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, very. And we got some great pictures of that. But uh, you know, it, a lot of people, and, and I always ask people like, "What's your memories growing up?" And my memories growing up were, my parents were super active. My dad used to play squash. My mum used to run. She used to run in races here in Dubai. She mm. used to win all these running races. And I was, I was in an environment that was, you know, that was, it was a positive environment. There was a lot of sport going on. So to me, sport was something that was, I would say, very normal. And I wasn't very, I, sometimes my mum used to say I wasn't very bright. I think I'm quite bright, but I just couldn't be bothered in school. I don't know if that's the right one. I just, yeah, but you I hear that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People get judged. <laughs> you know, They're actually and, usually and, the smartest kids around. They're just it's not it's not enticing them, so it doesn't come out. Yeah, it just wasn't inter- I wasn't yeah. interested in what the teachers had to say. So yeah. sport was my life, and and I loved it. And all through school, I I went to school pretty much for for three reasons. One to play sport, number one, um, two, to be as disruptive as possible in the classroom. Okay. And three is like a product of number two is just to try and wind people up. When I reflect on my school life, that's basically what I spent most of my time doing, playing sport, causing disruption and just pissing people off, yeah. which I got a lot, of, I've got a lot of fun out of, which, you know, and so then I, I sort of, when I, when I left school, went to university, dad said to me again, it was almost like the trial example there. He said, listen, mate, you just, I just need you to go to university. You need to do a degree. And I said, cool, I'll do a degree, but I'm doing it in sport. I'll do it in sports management. So there's a business side to it. So I did that. And, you know, I, I was, I was pretty good at running when I was at school because I'd run since I was younger 
And I remember when I was in my, in my high school, it was a boarding school. Because I was quite good at running, I was allowed a, a privilege of waking up super early. And a lot of people will be listening to this and going, this doesn't sound like a privilege at all. But yeah. I was allowed this privilege. I was allowed to wake up whenever I wanted to wake up. So I used to set my alarm for like 5 a.m. And all the other kids would get up at like 6.30 or something. And I used to put on my running clothes and I used to go out into the forest and it was still pitch black and it's in the north of England. It was like some days it was snowing, some days it was just a few degrees. And I used to love it because I could train in the morning. I'd get to the breakfast table and everyone would be all dreary eyed and I'd just be pumped up because I'd just run five miles through the forest on my own. And then I got to train again in the afternoon and then I went to races at the weekends and I used to do pretty well. And, you know, I, I would win some races and I loved that feeling of crossing the finish line first. And I was like, this, this is good. Like, I like, I like this part of life. I like running. And I was, you know, I, that, I, I sort of moved more when I, when I became about 17, 18, I moved more. My sport became rugby. I grew a lot. I grew when I was 16 to about six foot two, what I am now. And I could still run. And the position I played in rugby was, was related to running. But for the next 10 years of my life, I pretty much, I, well, for about four of them, I made a living from, from playing rugby. I got mm. paid to play rugby when I was at university. And, and so that was, that was my life. And, you know, just to cut, to cut a long story short on my running, I was coming to the end of my rugby career when I was 30. And this is really where I think it all kicked off because one of my friends called me, it was 2009, it was December. And he said, uh, we just finished playing in a big competition. And I said, that's it. I'm retiring from this game. And he called me two weeks later and he said, uh, he said, do you want to run the marathon in uh, Dubai in January? No, he said, do you want to run the marathon in Dubai? And immediately I was like, yes. And then he said, do you know it's in January? And I'd already said yes. And when yeah. I'm, I'm one of these people, if I tell you yes, it's a it's yes. It's a yes, yeah. If I tell you, I, and I'm going to tell you on the spot, I'm going to tell you yes or I'm going to tell you no. I'm not going to mess around. I'm not going to say, oh, let me see next week. I'm gonna, and I'm like, yes, I'm on the phone. Yes, I'm going to do it. And he said, yeah, it's in January. I said, yeah, that's fine. He said, you know, that's four weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's four weeks. That, that's Plenty like, of time. I said, listen, listen, loads of time. And I, I was already into, I'd already set my fitness business up in 2008. I said, listen, mate, I'm a runner. I know what I'm doing. I know how to do this. It's all going to be cool. I said, but listen, I am only running this marathon with the goal of running sub four. I said, because I've read all this stuff. I said, anyone can run a marathon, but it takes a special kind of idiot to run a sub four on his first one. I said, I want to be that guy. <laughs> so he's like, okay. And we, we did three or four training sessions. And to be honest with you, Brian, I crossed the line and still have the certificate and I ran 401 oh. and I was, I was just like, wow. And it's like when we're experiencing something for the first time, you don't really know what to feel inside. And I can remember I've got a picture of it. The finish line is under and I'm just looking up and I'm sat there. I didn't cry. I didn't smile. I didn't, there was, I was just emotionless. It's yeah. like, You'd ripped everything out of me. Just a month ago, I'd been playing rugby in front of 30, 40,000 people. And, you know, I was there and I was on my own. My friend wasn't there. He'd, he'd actually had to pull out of the race mm. and I'd, I'd failed. And I was like, this is, this is horrific. And, 
I went for lunch with a friend of mine and he said, how was it? And I said, that's it. I said, I'm, I'm never running a marathon again. Mm. I said, this is just ridiculous. I said, it's, it's, I said, it's not, I've done it. I've done it. And he said, he said to me, he said, okay, let's just leave it at that. And looking back at it now, I'm like, I knew exactly what he was thinking. He was, he knew that that wasn't it. But yeah. at that point, I was just too, I was probably too emotional. You know, I was too, yeah, it's I was a very too raw moment. Up. Yeah. 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 So I was just, anyway, of course, mate, it, 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 it all started then. And people, you know, when I retired from rugby, because I trained a few extreme athletes before. And when I retired from rugby, people were sending me different things. Why don't you get into this? And then actually a few weeks after the Dubai marathon, I met with a friend of mine and I told him my experience. He says, don't worry, mate. He said, that's not a real marathon. And I was like, what are you talking about? It's 42.2. It was Dubai marathon. He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, I'm going to send you something later. He said, this is a real marathon. And he sent me a, his review or his blog, if you like, of Marathon de Sable, which was a 250-kilometer yeah. race across the Sahara Desert, one of the most famous ones, started yeah. in the 70s. And honestly, Brian, I think from the first paragraph, I was just – my spine was shivering. Yeah. I was shaking. I was sweating. And I was like, this is me. Yeah. And a few weeks later, I'd mentioned it to another friend of mine, and a few weeks later – he sent me another his account, and on that day I signed up for 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 Marathon de Sable. And my wife said to me, "Sounds great. You sure you want to do this?" Yeah. I'm like, "I'm a hundred percent sure I want to do this." And that was the start of my my I guess my re, my reentry into the running world and my I don't know. It's an addiction, mate. It's it's is an addiction. Ultra running is, is it's incredible, you know, and that was, it was the start. And it's, it's a very interesting mindset within ultra running. And, you know, the first race actually that I entered was a 300 kilometer single stage self-supported race. And I failed in that as well. I pulled out 170 K and mm. uh, I hadn't, you know, I was hallucinating, hadn't slept for three or four days. And I was just, you know, I was like, and you have these times and you're like, this is just, this is wild and it's wrong, but it's so, it's so right at the same time. And it's just, it's mayhem, complete mayhem. So are these, are these all straight through or do you do things where there's a, a break overnight? Like how do they, and, and cause they're, yeah. they're different kinds of events. Yeah, so the the first race I entered, as I said, there is, was a was a straight through race. So a lot of these races now are the organisers, and and it goes back to a little bit what we we're saying about human potential, and that's that's a massive part of my why to to understand my own human potential, keep pushing that, and to help other people do the same. A lot of the race organisers now are organising what we'll call uh, what is called single stage races. So they'll pick a distance and. Three, two, one, go. You've got 200K or 300K to do. You've got a 60-hour time limit. See you at the end. Uh, there's certain checkpoints along the way. Some courses might have 
supermarkets along the way. Some it might be in the rules that you have to carry all of your your stuff. And other races are what we'd call multi-stage races. So a race that I'm heading off to in September is a five-day race across the, the the wildlife reserves in in Kenya, and that would that would be a, a like 40 to 50k each day for five days. That's also carrying all 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 your own stuff. So there's there's and there's been a massive explosion of of ultra running sort yeah. of really in the last three to four years yeah it does seem like it yeah it's it's but it's just you know and and this is a lot of people ask me and i also on 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 my own podcast i i ask a lot of people like why why do you think this is and you know generally from from my own feelings and from the research that i've done by just asking people you know running is so natural to us the Mm. barrier to entry and running and that's actually why i ran my marathons to inspire these people because i was like they're gonna look at me and if i was doing something you know if i was swimming or playing basketball or something for a ridiculous number of hours a day not everyone can do that but pretty much everyone can run and those that are listening and going yeah but i can only run 400 meters well you've just told me you can run so if you can only run 400 meters just run that 400 meters and then maybe walk or just stand still and get your breath for a minute and then run another 400 meters. Yeah. And if you can only do that twice today, you've had success. And then you come tomorrow and you try and do the third 400 meters or even if you do those two 400 meters and then you do an extra 100 meters or an extra one meter, you've gone further than the day before. So the barrier to entry in, in running is just so low. It's so natural. We're supposed to do it. And the amazing thing, mate, is that most of these races are in incredible parts of the world. I mm-hmm. ran in the jungle in Sri Lanka, 250K across five days in April. It's incredible scenery. And mm. you meet people and you have experiences. And I've just been in Australia for a month and I'm running through, you know, the bush and you know, there's brown snakes and there's there's wallabies and there's koalas and I saw a python that was four meters long. And yeah. what why I'm mentioning all these things is because humans are good in nature. It's where we came from. But modern society puts us in these environments that are actually quite false. We lack a lot of people the feeling of the earth on our feet. How often do you walk on grass? How often do you walk on the sand? How often do you run up a mountain or just walk up a mountain and then feed off this incredible vibe that you get at the top by seeing nature and by being out in the open? Lots of us have forgotten how to do it. Mm. And there was there's actually a really interesting thing on on um, on Nike Nike trail running Instagram, and it talks about how as humans we've forgotten how to get lost. We don't we lost this sense of adventure. So if we're not willing to have an adventure, if we're not willing to put on a set of running shoes and run around, you know, a a forest with a chance of getting lost, we're not willing to risk that. It's no surprise that we've got negative thoughts coming into our mind about the risk in business world or the risk, you know, of, of my career or stuff like that. And this Nike thing is just talking all about that, you know, and it's got some really good points. You know, we call an Uber, and we already know what time we're going to arrive at the place before yeah. we've set off. Yeah. Like, when did you last go out 
and just go, I'm going out running or I'm going out for a walk and I'm going to turn left or right and I'm not going to give a damn about Google Maps, you yeah. know? Yeah. We just I'm, I'm, I'm super guilty, mate. I'll go to a city and I'll be like, right, uh, I need to go this way. And I'm looking down on my phone because of Google and I'm missing this big, beautiful cathedral on my left and I'm missing this, yeah. you know, and it's like this reconnection with nature that ultra running provides is just, it's epic, mate. It yeah. really is incredible. Have you, have you noticed a change in your personality or has your wife noticed it? Maybe is a better question since you started doing the ultras. Uh, I think she thinks I'm more crazy than I've ever been. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I definitely have noticed it. Yeah, I, I definitely notice it, mate. And I notice when I come, I really notice when I come back from something. Yeah. Like, listen, I, I, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm fired up a lot of the time. I'm pretty fired up today as, anyway, just talking because I love this stuff. But, you know, I, I, I have two companies. I, I only have, I have about 25, 30 staff, so we're not big. But, you know, I've got all these things going on. So when I go to these races and my phone is off for five days. That's you huge. just come back into the world. Yeah. Oh, bro, it's just you come back into the world. And I remember the, when I when I went to the Sahara and I came back to my gym and there was a workout and a client said to me, they said, uh, oh, it's quite hot outside today. I don't think we should run outside. <laughs> and I was like, you know, in your mind, normally my, my immediate reaction, you know, it's the chimp paradox. I'm just going, Brian, get outside, stop being such a, you know, whatever yeah. and quite a rude word. But when you come back, I just listened to people and I just looked at this person and I just smiled and I just walked away. <laughs> so that's because I'm just like, you just don't like, it's impossible to explain to someone it, it, until they experience it. It's, it's very hard. I could, I could sit here and explain what, hallucinations from running is like i could sit and explain what it feels like when you've been running for 18 hours you've run 90 kilometers yeah. i can ex try and explain what it feels like you know when you've gone the wrong way and then you know that you know you're out of water but until you've really experienced it yeah it these makes, aren't explainable they're not explainable yeah. mate and that's why because i'm able to you know one of the things i do here in dubai i do it almost every summer is I'll, I'll run, I'll run in the desert 50 kilometers in, in 50 degree heat. And that will be like a, a, a challenge for, for the summertime. Imagine what that takes. It's hard for me. For some people, it's very easy, but it's very hard for me. So when I come across a problem in life, if it's related to my business, if it's related to my relationships, I know it's almost like I've got, I've got these, these credits in the back of my mind. I know I've done something harder than this. Mm -hmm. I know that this, this business That's problem or this small problem in my relationship is, I know it's a problem, but I know I can get through it because I know I've got through something way harder. Like yeah. 50, I, I had 54 degrees vomiting, you know, completely dehydrated, legs are shot to pieces, and I've still got 10k to go. Yeah, like you know. Yeah. So you're gonna get you through it. Of, you're you're gonna get through it, yeah. mate. And you're you. So yes, the the, the straight answer to your question is 100. percent I've changed, mate. I I think, and I'm not a massive 
I, like if you came into my house, I'm not a massive minimalist at all. And I've, you know, I think we've all got our own opinion on that. But I, when you're out, like I'll go in these races for a week with a backpack of nine kilos. So I'm like, do we really have too many things? Do yeah. I really need these things? Yeah. Why am I buying these things? Are these things that I'm buying, are they a Band-Aid for something that's going on in my life? Yeah. And it doesn't make you question yourself, but it does make you question yourself yeah, yeah. If, if you like it. It's like, you know, and, and I'm all good. Listen, I do crazy things. I'll go out and I'll spend a little bit of money because I know that's going to make me feel better. And I know in my heart, it's not going to, it's temporary. I yeah. know that. Yeah. But sometimes it's, it's like in a race. I know that if I'm in a race and I've got a caffeine gel, I can have it. And for 40 minutes, I'm going to feel really good. I, yeah. And that at that point in that race, that's exactly what I need. Yeah. You know, so it's just a, it's, it's an incredible, it does have endurance sports and the amount of, and I don't want to put people off, but the, the different suffering that you go through in endurance sport have a massive impact on your personality, on the way that you look at life. Yeah. And I think on, the, on those around you, like you, you naturally, you do. And hopefully, hopefully it's for the better. And I'm always trying to control it as well. Like I don't want to move to Alaska, sell all my stuff and spend my whole life pulling a sled around. You know, yeah. that's, that's not, I, I don't think, well, I hope we're not going to get to that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting, the effects of it. Yeah. So I want to go back for a moment when you were talking about, uh, you, you've been through whatever suffering that is worse than whatever moment you're going through right now. And so you, that, that can be fuel to put you forward to get you through that, that mm. current moment. I think whether it's ultra endurance sports or anything, we all have these moments that are much tougher than this thing we're going through at the moment that we swear is the hardest thing and we can never get through it. We just don't give ourselves credit. So we're not giving ourselves yeah. credit for the fact that we're still standing. You know, I mean, I, I certainly yeah. felt that all the time. I was, I had dinner with my father last night and we were talking about that and people where it's, Oh, this is terrible. I don't know how we're going to get through it. And it's like, wait a second. Two years ago, you're going through yeah. that, and that was much worse. And well, yeah. but that was different. Or yeah, but I'm this now, yeah. or I'm older. It's like we we discredit the fact that we actually made it through. I think most yeah. of us have yeah. enough ammo to do this, whether yeah. we've run you know 200k or not. Yeah, and 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 that's a really like ultra running is maybe my. My therapy is yeah. where I'm learning a lot. It's, it's, it's where I'm getting these experiences. Don't get me wrong. There's certain, there's certain things like that you can pull and everyone, this is not, not everyone has to go out and run hundred K 200 K, whatever. There's certain things. If you spend enough time, not all of your time, but if you spend enough time in a certain amount of reflection and understanding how mentally strong you've been in a situation, then you can draw on that. And as I said before, you can use that as credits against the future yeah. and you can really create this, but we have to, and this is where, and I'm not massive in massively into, you know, daily reflective journals or, you know, all, all of this kind of stuff. There's, I, I think they're great for a lot of people. I've tried them. They just don't work well for me, but I do spend time in reflection. And I think if you just spend time to reflect like what went well this week, what didn't go so well? Why did it go well? Why didn't that go well? How did I react? 
And then you say to yourself, and this is what we do in, in, in sport the whole time. This is why sport to me is such an integral part of life is we say, okay, I was at this kilometer in this race and this happened. What will I do to make sure I avoid that situation next time? And we do this little sort of debrief and this reflection so that next time we don't make the same mistakes. But yeah. in life, we don't always do that. We seem to make a lot of the same mistakes over and over. So we like people have done way harder things than I've done and got through it. True. I had an easy upbringing. To be honest, mate, I had an easy upbringing. You know, my life, I said it before, I was in a great environment. My parents are fantastic. They're always doing sport. People have come from a lot worse from what I've come from. But who's using the experiences that they've had to help them through the situations that they're currently experiencing in life? and to prepare them for the ones that are to come. You can only do that by reflecting, understanding, and just making notes, sometimes mental notes, sometimes just physical notes, and just go back to your playbook and go, yeah, I was in this situation before, I did this. Cool, let's do that again, and let's see what happens. Yeah. It's like, it just sounds so basic, but I just find it works. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree with you, regardless of what your background is. and and we can get caught in competitions for like whether your background's valid or not, or it was tough enough or it, it's, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's your background. So it's a hundred percent relevant to who you are. And it doesn't matter whether that person's is theirs or not. It's, it has nothing yeah. to do with yours. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think, you know, I, I do genuinely believe just to, to speak a little bit on, on backgrounds. I a hundred percent believe that some of the actions and some of our behaviors in our current life are the product of, of what went by. Sure. 100% it yeah. is. A lot of people are not willing to, what I would call, set themselves free. They're, they're not willing to free themselves. They're not willing to free themselves from the, the bad things, the stuff that they're just holding on to so tight, you know, and they're not willing to use you've got good things that happened in your past as well. You haven't lived the last 30 or 40 years. Not every day has been crap. I yeah. can guarantee yeah, you, yeah. you've had good days. You're not willing to use, it's what we we're saying before, those good tools to propel you forward and you're not willing to let go of stuff, you know? And I think, you know, if you, if you and if I go back to a race, you know, I can be, I can be in a 100K race and at kilometer 20, I can be absolutely in hell. So much can go wrong. I can screw up my nutrition. I can have blisters on my feet, all of this. But then at kilometer 80, I can be running the fastest. I can be running four-minute Ks. Why? If I, was, if I was focused and I didn't release what had happened at 20K, there's no way I'd be able to run at that speed. Yeah. You have to figure out a way to release it and realize that, What's gone, and I know you're huge on this, Brian, what, what's gone has gone. What you have to play is what's here right now in front of you. Yeah. Because that's, that's – you have to play that because that's where life is. Yeah. And, and, and too many people are, are not freeing themselves from the past or are too busy waiting for tomorrow. And it's like, what's happening here? Yeah. No, I totally – you know I totally agree. Yeah, 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 I don't have yeah, to sell yeah. it to you, mate. No, no, no. It's and but I mean, I think that that's um, it's an easy trap to get into when we're mindless. And so I know you say like you don't do a lot of those sort of purposeful or structured reflection exercises, but you can't go out and run for sixty hours 
without spending a bit of time reflecting. You have no, you have so much time oh, in your hands, and you get in. It forces yeah. you into your head. Um, so yeah. you do you do quite a bit of reflection because it and the the, oh, the rhythmic and, pounding of the feet and all of it. Yeah, yeah, and that that's the thing. Don't get me wrong. I spend a lot of time thinking. I spend a lot of time reflecting. Yeah, and this is where people. It, it, and, and this is what I say on every, not on every show that I record or ed, every time I've been interviewed, but I'm like, for a lot of people, having a daily journal or a gratitude journal and writing stuff down, it will work amazingly. Yeah. It will be, it will be the tool that will propel you forward. That just doesn't work for me. Yeah. We're going to, we're talking about, you know, we, we've been talking now for 40 minutes. We've talked about so many different things. If someone's listening to this and they try and go and implement every single thing we've spoken about into their life, I can guarantee you it won't work. Yeah. You get the point? You have to figure out, and this is where I think it's the same, sort of gone back to diets. People won't use a diet or a way of eating for long enough. So people are not willing. They want to listen to this show, and in 45 minutes or an hour, they want to have all the answers to all of their messed up life. Yeah. Or all of their problems, it's saying it in a nicer way. It's not going to happen. So, yeah, I spend, a, I spend a heap of time. I don't run with music. Yeah. I, laugh, I laugh when I see people running with music. I'm like, oh, you don't like being alone with your thoughts? What's yeah. wrong with you? Yeah. You know? But for some, for some people, they love to run with music because that's their meditation. That's their reflection. And that, that puts them in this state of almost a state of flow where they can do whatever, you know, they can get to where they want to be. Yeah. It's a very personal thing, I think, is is where you're getting at yeah. it. With it's it's kind of yeah. like knowing knowing your energy and actually coming full circle when you talked about school. So the way school was structured for your energy and the way your energy comes out and the way your brain is going to think through things given your energy, that wasn't the right setup for you to sit and write in yeah. a journal given your energy and like I'm sure people are are feeling it is like you're more frenetic than that. You're not just going to sit down and just yeah. kind of like with a cup of tea and in a sweater, <laughs> that like it, that's especially not in Dubai, that's not going to happen. But for you to go out no. and, and, you know, pound a trail 20 hours in the rhythmic of it, putting your energy into yeah. the situation, taking in your surroundings, breathing the air, that's where your brain's going to unlock. And we each have a Absolutely. different, a different way to unlock, unlock those thoughts in us. And we're not going to take it from someone else. That might be an idea to try, but you have to explore yeah, it for yourself. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'd, at the same time, I'd love people who are listening. I'd love them to try. Yeah. Try these things, but try it properly. Try it for a prolonged period of time. Yeah. And give it a chance. And then if it doesn't work, don't be a moron and keep trying it. Stop because yeah. it's not working. Reflect on it and say, yeah, this is not really working. Thanks a lot. You're a nice guy, but that one doesn't work for me. And it's cool. And you know, I listen, I listen to a load of stuff on motivation. I listen to, you know, I've had coaches that have coached me that no longer coach me because I just don't feel that their way works for me. And mm. that's not their fault. And it's not my fault. It's just, we don't go together. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and that's something, I think that's something that we have to, if we're going to live literally the best life that we can, we have to be mature enough to acknowledge when things are going well and we keep using them. And at the same time, when tools that we're using are not working, we have to stop using them. It's yeah. just ridiculous that we just keep doing the same thing. Yeah. You know, I fully agree. Um, Marcus, I have a somewhat silly question for you. 
as we start to wrap things up <laughs> that I've been dying to ask for a long time. And you can you can say no comment. You can tell me I'm a fool for asking. But when you're doing the 30-30, you had these little half yeah. shirts. What is the deal yes, with those? Yes. Is that a thing in Dubai? So, is that a, an Australian no, thing, a British no. thing? Like what, where, because I don't think a single American man, regardless of anything about you, would ever. So I'm like, what is he wearing? Oh, he must have just folded yeah. it up. No. What's the okay, deal? So there's, there was, the, the actual deal with that is, is there's a couple of answers. There's one answer. Dubai is a little bit, when you're doing something that's quite a, in the public eye, it's obviously quite culturally sensitive. Yeah. And it wouldn't, it would have been frowned upon. It would have been inappropriate if I'd have, I generally don't run with a shirt on. So it would have been a little bit inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And I respect the country. I've lived here for 36 years and I don't want to do anything inappropriate. So I'm here going, it's really hot. Like some days it was like 35 degrees for the last two hours of the run. Yeah. And because I'm into trail running as well, I I think it was Jim Wormsley um, in Western States a couple of years back. It was really hot. And he turned around and he said to the, this apparently is the story, which I think is very true. He turned around to the race organizers and says, I don't want to wear a shirt. And the race organizers turned around and said, well, it's mandatory that you wear a shirt. And so he I turned around and goes, no problem. No problem. I'll just cut holes in the shirt and I'll just cut it yeah. at the midriff. And a couple of times in training, I was actually training with, with, the, with a guy who works with me and I was running with no shirt and we were talking about this and he hitched up his shirt yeah. and he tucked it under his heart rate monitor and he said, mate, it's cooler. I said, yeah. well, of course it's cooler because you, your midriff is out. So the, main, the two main reasons was one, it was a lot cooler yeah. and you don't, and, and on that, you don't get that sweat that hangs in, in the singlet. Yeah. And secondly, it was for cultural reasons right. and then it kind of became, yeah, it kind of looks a bit weird. I guess a guy wearing a crop top and I just haven't really ever been that bothered about stuff like that. I was like, listen, this is, I'm running a marathon every day. I'm running for four hours every day. To me, comfort is yeah. paramount and, you know, that, that, that kind of provided it, but yeah, I can understand why it looks weird to you, Brian, but no, it's, <laughs> I, I'm not hating on it. I was just very curious no. and I figured there's, there's either something I'm missing or there's a story behind it. Somebody, you know, physiologically, it makes perfect sense along with the constraint yeah. that it's not going to be guys nipples on the run. I get that. That yeah. would be less yeah, respectful. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So anyone who's listening that thinks it's strange that runs, I understand your point. However, next time you're out running and you feel super hot and you're just in a running tank, hitch it up, tuck it under your heart rate monitor and tell me how much better you feel. Oh, I, and then send, I, me a nice, send me a nice picture. <laughs> I did it this morning. So um, I'm in my office. I normally would shower before getting into to, yeah. uh, anything. Um, but I, I ran to work and it took longer than I expected because I went a slightly longer route because it was nicer. And I knew I was talking to right. you, so I'm like, look, if I towel off and throw on a tank top, it's not the end of the world. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I stopped it. I was at a traffic light, and I pulled up my shirt to drain it because it was so drenched. It was a, this, you know, exactly See? what you're talking about. But in that moment where my stomach was uncovered, it was like, oh, it was like all of a sudden, all, yeah. all this heat escaped. It was there awesome. You. Yeah, so I get it. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Plus, mate, I, I, it, and it, it sounds from a vanity point of view, but luckily I train harder, eat well, so I don't have a gut, you yeah. know, so I can you pull it off, abs, you know, which a lot show, of yeah. can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I would do it the other way. I would cover my stomach and have the top open, but that's, that's, a, different, that's a different kind of shirt. They don't make those. Anyway. Well, we could start to design them. Yeah, yeah. Well, my thing is, like, having been obese, like my stomach, I do have a six-pack. You just can't see it. Because there's that, you right. know, there's there's the stretch that's sitting over that. So it's I'm 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 fine yeah. with what it looks like in a shirt, but if I pull it up and people are like, wait, I thought you were really fit. I'm like I am. You just can't see. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, suddenly this yeah. this interview went in a totally different direction. No, but I I appreciate the insight good. on that. Um, you're awesome, Marcus. I really I really do appreciate that, and the way you keep pushing, um, it's really inspiring and it, you, you give me a lot of ideas that I'm sure my wife would roll her eyes at, but I'm like, yeah, if, if I could do something like that, I think that I would absolutely love it. And it's the, the yeah, only question yeah. then is around that phrase of if I could, and to your point, yeah. we probably can, you know, you can. yeah, you it's just can. a question. of doing. Yeah, and that, That's what, you know, if you're, People have listened and, and, and they sort of, you know, they've got some positives and maybe a little bit of energy to, to do something. You know, if you're thinking, just like I said pretty much at the start, just try it. You know, if, 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 it, if it's resonated with you, me speaking about a 250K race or me talking about a 50K race or a 5K or just getting out and doing those 400s, yeah. if you're thinking about it, you should just try it because like you said, you probably can. And I always, you know, we always, we, we train a lot of ultra athletes and, you know, a lot of the time you sort of in a situation and you do have to ask yourself like, okay, what's, what's the absolute worst case scenario here? Like what, what is the worst case scenario? Yeah. And the worst case scenario, and this is what I was saying earlier about the barrier to entry of running. The worst case scenario with running is that you have to stop the running and walk for a little bit yeah and if you have to walk for a little bit and and worst case scenario is your legs aren't working very well you can just sit on the ground and that's absolutely fine yeah. and i i did it recently i was in australia i was out running i was having a big day in, in in on the trails and you know it was hard it was hot and i was i was not in good shape and i got to the top of this hill and i just sat down yeah you know and 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 I took a selfie actually. I took a picture. I was like, you yeah, know, this is this is real. Yeah. This is the worst case scenario. My legs are, are smoked and I'm just gonna sit down. Yeah. And you know, I think a lot of a lot of the time we keep telling ourselves that we can't do something and we build up these stories. You know, I don't want you to go to the casino and put everything on black. That like the worst case scenario for that is pretty bad, you know, because yeah, you both yeah. got but if you look at a lot of the things that you're thinking, if you're thinking to, you know, start a business, if you're thinking to do this, if you're thinking to do that or the other or go for a run, the worst case scenario is actually not as bad as you think it is or you start to tell yourself well, it is. The worst case scenario is pretty cool. It's where you're at right now. So if you're not running right now, you give it a try mm. and you don't finish, then you've lost nothing. And it's recognizing nothing. that is like, what do you have to lose by asking? If you really want something or you're curious about it, just try it. Like, like your dad said, worst case yeah, scenario, yeah. you never just, have to eat running again. You know, exactly. You know, and if it, if it doesn't yeah. work, 
well, no big deal. Yeah, just yeah. go and just go and try try the next thing. And I yeah. think you know, I think that's that is one of the biggest things that that I got from my dad. Just try everything, and it was the same. It was not just in food; it was in sport. It was just try it. If you don't like it, never do it again in your yeah. life. And luckily, I found some stuff that I quite like, and I do a lot of. Oh, that's great, Marcus. Where can people find more about you and keep up with your next couple of races and beyond? The easiest place is Instagram. I'm pretty active over there, MJD underscore Smith. And yeah, if you want to ask me a question about anything, I pretty much make sure I reply you to do. absolutely everyone. Yeah. <laughs> if you ask me more than five questions, I consider that you're now a client and I'll send you an <laughs> invoice for, for my coaching. But uh, I'll let you have a few, a few free ones. But we also, to be honest as well, Brian, I put out so much content that i don't charge for yeah. you know we've got 550 something podcasts we've got blog posts and that's all pushed out through through my instagram so there's a lot of stuff on my instagram tv that i've answered a lot of questions for people and i do that i create content based on a lot of the questions that i'm getting but i'd love to hear from people and yeah people can follow kind of some of the sillier things that i do or the way that i live my life over there yeah and they can follow the uh the inner fight podcast Check out Smith Street yeah. for Paleo. Is that a global thing or is that just Dubai? It's not. It's just Dubai and it's going to stay like that at the moment. We do we do delivery of meal plans, Paleo meal plans here in Dubai. So that's the way it cool. is right now. Yeah. All right. Well, we can watch that. Um, you're you. amazing. I can't wait to see what happens with the next two races. I kind of know what will happen, but it'll still be cool to watch it nonetheless. <laughs> Um, yeah, have an amazing time with it. Thank you for, for giving me some of your time. It's always good to reconnect with you. Not at all. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. As you can tell, I I love talking about this stuff. So thanks a lot for your support, Brian. I appreciate it. Marcus, you ready to help me close this? I'm ready. You remember? I remember. All right. right. Today's a new day. (laughs) Go out there and make it happen. Awesome. Thank you so much, mate. There we go. Easy, buddy. Thanks a lot. Appreciate that. He's awesome, right? So inspiring. Such great energy. A really clear message to just try it. Like I always say, like, go out and do it. Well, that's his approach. You go out, you do it. If it works, fantastic. Build on it. If it doesn't work, fantastic. You've learned something. And now you know that you can adjust and try something else. There's so many options out there. You can always try something else if you haven't found the one that works for you. And who knows, you may discover something that unlocks extreme potential in you, right? I mean, listen even to his marathon story where it was like, he's all fired up for it. It went horribly. He's totally turned off from doing them again. If at that moment you had told him, no, man, like fast forward a few years, you're going to do 30 marathons back to back over 30 days. He'd be like, no, never, let alone ultra marathons or anything else. So you never know what happens. We have to just try and learn. Either way, good or bad, no matter what the outcome, we will learn, we will grow, it will make us better for trying. So I'm so thankful to have Marcus on the show to share with all of you. I hope you've taken something from that. Definitely check him out, uh, MJD Smith and uh, Inner Fight as well. And you can uh, you know check the show notes. I've got links to everything, his social, the podcast. Definitely listen to the podcast, it's awesome. Um, I'm, I'm really just, you know, amped up to be connected to Marcus. I've taken a lot from watching him and uh, talking to him. He always gives of himself despite all he has going on, which is pretty incredible. 
Uh, great, great guy. And I'm very thankful to have gotten him here for all of you. And if you liked Marcus, aside from following him, you can follow this show. So definitely subscribe to the podcast if you're liking what I'm putting out. Leave a message, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on. It helps the show grow. It helps someone else discover the show that maybe it helps lift them out of that feeling of stuck, that place of non-achievement that place of challenge and difficulty where they need an inspiration. They need someone to help them see the path forward within themselves. So take the time, subscribe, rate and review means the world to me so that the show helps others go out and do it. Thanks everybody. Can't wait to see you next week.